Good afternoon and welcome to the Friday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll hear from the Alberta Federation of Labour on the Cargill High River beef plant reopening. Up first in today's country comment, we'll get an update on this year's winter wheat crop. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon, you're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Joining us on the program today is Ken Gross, an agrologist with Ducks Unlimited, to give us an update on the Manitoba winter wheat crop. We've seen a number of fields across the province, and we haven't seen one yet that hasn't looked really good coming out of the winter. So um, we've done a few assessments in the field, done a few bag tests to see if there's been new root growth initiated, and everything looks really good. The stands are look good and the uh, root growth is good. Is there uh, still lots of moisture out there? In Manitoba, yes. We've seen we had a lot of moisture in the soil um, going into the winter and a nice little rain here in the last week, another half inch, so that'll really perk things up here for the winter wheat. Talk about the importance of getting on an early application of uh, nitrogen. That is such a critical step to optimizing your winter wheat yield. I, I don't know if a lot of producers understand that um, the seed head isn't developed until first thing in the spring. So starting as soon as it starts growing to about the fifth leaf stage is when the seed head develops. And it's really critical that you have your fertility present at that time so that you can develop a really healthy, big seed head and optimize your yield. Have you heard of any farmers uh, doing this yet here this year? Producers have been out early already spreading urea and quite a few of the producers we work with put down at least half of their fertility in the fall. So it's it's ready there, which is a really good idea um, for winter wheat because you get into the spring and some, some years it's too wet to get on the field and you miss that application window. I would like to say that, you know, we are looking to provide better recommendations with the newer varieties that are available out there as far as fertility. So we have a project here working with Winter Cereals Manitoba and uh, Egg Action Funding too. And, and we've had some really good results using a more of a balanced formula suited for each field. And uh, last year our producers averaged 80 bushels an acre uh, yield. And I think the provincial average was 60. So really it's not just nitrogen. I really tell producers to um, do some soil tests and make sure that they're uh, applying all their macro needs. That was agrologist Ken Gross with Ducks Unlimited talking about this year's winter wheat crop. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. Cargill is set to reopen its meat processing facility in High River, Alberta on Monday. The company says it's put in a number of preventative measures and has the support of Alberta Health Services and Occupational Health and Safety. But it doesn't have the support of the union, which is talking with their lawyers to try and get the opening delayed. Gil McGowan, president of the Alberta Federation of Labour, supports the union's move. The Cargill meatpacking plant uh, in High River should not be reopened until the people who work there are satisfied that it's safe to return to their jobs. That is not the case, uh, so it should remain closed. It's as simple as that. He notes at least 821 employees at the Cargill plant have tested positive for COVID-19 and two workers have died, while the JBS facility at Brooks has had at least 300 
COVID positive cases. The Canadian Federation of Agriculture has asked the federal government to provide an agriculture and agri-food emergency fund of $2.6 billion to help maintain food security in Canada in response to COVID-19. The group says the emergency fund is required because of the shutdown of the food service sector, processing plant closures and other supply chain disruptions and increases in labour and associated costs. Many local food producers are worried about what this summer is going to look like. Phil Veldhaus is president of Direct Farm Manitoba. They've been really concerned about whether the markets and whether the consumers will be there when their product is ready. If you're thinking about planting peppers or sweet corn or something, you're kind of counting on there being a farmer's market full of people in the middle of of, uh, July and August to buy those things. And if you didn't think that would be there, you'd probably rethink how much you're going to put into into the planting. It was announced this week that the federal and provincial governments will be supporting a project which will allow local food producers and farmers markets to sell their products online. And the Soil Conservation Council of Canada has released a soil health report card. Here's Executive Director Jim Tokarchuk. In some of the newer soil health strategies, we're not doing so well in terms of using cover crops and, and different crop rotation strategies. Uh, to, to maximize soil health. And of course, these are competing with productivity and the, 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 need, the need for profitability on farms. But it is an area that's, uh, that soils experts are pointing out, saying that we, we, just, we need to keep learning more about those kinds of things. The Soil Health Report card was put together in collaboration with professors at the University of Manitoba. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Friday, May 1st. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll hear from the Alberta Federation of Labour on the Cargill High River Beef Plant reopening. Cargill is set to reopen its meat processing facility in High River on Monday. The company says it's putting in a number of preventative measures and has the support of Alberta Health Services and Occupational Health and Safety. But it doesn't have the support of the union. United Food and Commercial Workers Union is talking with its lawyers to see if they can get the opening delayed. Glenda Lee Allen Vossler talked with the president of the Alberta Federation of Labour, Gil McGowan, about the situation in Alberta's processing sector. Here in Alberta, we have three big meatpacking plants uh, who together supply about 70% of the beef, not just for Alberta and not even just for the prairies, but for the entire country. Uh, so they are a big deal. Uh, those companies, uh, those meatpacking plants are the Cargill meatpacking plant just south of Calgary in a town called High River. Uh, there's the JBS meatpacking plant, which is the biggest one in the province, and it's located in Brooks in the far south of our province. And then there's um, a third smaller plant called Harmony Beef. And um, all three of those plants uh, have um, recorded COVID-positive cases. Um, there are um, about 300 COVID positives at the JBS plant in Brooks. Uh, and of course, the one that's been grabbing headlines is Cargill, um, which is um, the second biggest plant in, in the province. There's about uh, 2,500 people who work there. And of those 2,500 people, um, as of yesterday, uh, 821 uh, have so far tested positive for COVID-19 and uh, two workers have died. Um, there's, um, there's another worker or two um, from JBS who are um, just hanging on by a thread and there are about a dozen 
to a dozen or 15 from the two plants who are hospitalized right now. So hundreds of um, COVID positive cases um, just from that one Cargill plant south of Calgary. Um, as I said, it's 821 positive cases so far. And the government uh, acknowledged the day before yesterday that that one plant is responsible for more than one quarter of Alberta's uh, overall uh, COVID positive cases. So um, it's the biggest outbreak. The Cargill outbreak is the biggest outbreak um, on the continent, not just in Cal- not just in Canada, but across North America. And um, you know, from from our perspective in the labor movement, it is you know what's happening at Cargill, uh, especially, but also what's happening at JBS and other meatpacking plants uh, in the province is. Um, is an indictment uh, of the companies involved for dragging their feet uh, in terms of um, not addressing the issue soon enough. Uh, but it's also an indictment of our provincial government for failing. Uh, they're doing a pretty good job in the community, but they're failing um, when it comes to dealing with COVID uh, in the workplace. And um, and uh, the numbers, you know, they, they speak for themselves. And, uh, you know, so we in the labor movement have been calling uh, for, uh, you know, <laughs> aggressive action uh, for weeks. And this is actually one of our biggest beefs, pardon the pun. Um, but um, our members at Cargill, um, especially, but also at JBS, uh, were starting to raise the red flag uh, that something was wrong uh, as early as the end of March. So uh, more than uh, th- three and a half weeks ago now. Uh, and uh, three weeks ago, the workers at Cargill and their union, uh, UFCW 401, they sent a letter to the labor minister and the premier and to the employer begging uh, for operations at the plant to be suspended, and uh, they were ignored. And um, and the result was that uh, when the letter was written, there were 38 positive cases that jumped up to more than 400 and then a worker died, and then then only when the worker died did the plant get shut down, um, which is an indictment of the, the the company and and the government as a regulator. We don't know what has happened uh, behind closed doors of that plant, but the government is telling us that everything's fine, uh, it's all been cleaned up, um, and new measures are in place, and so it'll be safe. Um, but uh, and so they're basically planning to reopen the plant on uh, on Monday, May the 4th, uh, just a few days from now. And uh, and this just makes our it makes my head spin that, you know, that, you know, if, if you if you <laughs> this is the this is the largest outbreak in a meatpacking plant on not just in Canada, but the entire continent. And they're talking about uh, reopening the plant just days after it was closed and days after uh, the first worker died. And uh you know, from our perspective, um, the the Cargill meatpacking plant uh, in High River should not be reopened until the people who work there are satisfied that it's safe to return to their jobs. That is not the case, uh, so it should remain closed. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. We're we're hearing that they put more space in the break rooms and protective dividers sure. and are reassigning lockers to reduce crowding and put up barriers so it sounds like they they are trying are they if they're trying they should have why didn't they include the workers and their union in this discussion at all and and if they're implementing all the things that we recommended 
three and a half weeks ago. Why wasn't it done sooner? If they want, if they want to reopen that plant, uh, it, it, they need to have the confidence of the workers who work in that plant. And if they want the confidence of the workers, why on earth did they ignore their pleas for weeks and weeks? Why have they not met with the union? Why have they not met with the workers? Why not have the, have they sought uh, input and support from frontline workers? I mean, the, I mean, the, the fact that they they're like pathological in their lack of willingness to to actually involve the the workers whose lives are at risk in this process, this kind of arrogant approach that we'll you know we'll take care of it, and then once it's done, we'll tell you when to work. I mean, that's ridiculous. So, like, I mean, if this if if they're so sure that they've got it right, why have they not called the workers in to or their union to take a look, right? And uh, and and why have they not been included in the process? If we had been included in the process of developing all these measures, we'd have confidence in them, and then we could, you know, we we could say to our members with confidence that we've done everything we can to keep you safe. Right, but the fact that they've shut us out means that they've they've turned us into adversaries instead of uh, uh, collaborators and and, uh, and partners. I've been talking with Gil McGowan, the president of the Alberta Federation of Labor. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen Bossler. Thanks, Glendalee. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email: thefarmdesk at goldenwestradio.com. On behalf of Glenda Lee Allen Vossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Ag Wire will return next week on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. The Livestock Markets Association of Canada annual convention has been postponed. The Animal Nutrition Conference of Canada also postponed. Cropsapalooza 2020 scheduled for July has been cancelled. The Manitoba Summer Fair in Brandon has been cancelled. The Red River Exhibition has been cancelled for this year, and the 66th Manitoba Thresherman's Reunion and Stampede, scheduled to take place near Austin, has been cancelled. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Friday afternoon, farmers are slowly starting to trickle back out into the fields. Agronomist Brunel Sabrin talked about what to do about crop residue. Uh, It varies quite a bit. So I mentioned, you know, a thick residue cover. Those fields are well insulated, so they're very wet underneath. They're still frozen in some places. So for farmers, options are to to wait it out and hopefully get in there to, to work it in. They have to apply fertilizer anyway, so they're looking at doing an application of fertilizer and then working, working it into the ground. But for other farmers, um, there are farmers that are resorting to burning. We are... With the slow start to spring that we've had this year, the weather's been cool, overcast, and these odd rain showers every couple of days here, it's it's been very slow to dry up and warm up. So when we consider that we have to first get rid of the residue and then let the field dry up before it's fit to plant, and if we want to squeeze a fertilizer application in there before we're planting, the, the optimal window where we want to be kind of first part of May is closing rapidly, so I think there's more guys as the days go on that are that are, are resorting, or even though they didn't want to, that will be looking at burning residue. And as far as you know, farmers actually getting out onto the fields, um, do you have a guess on when that'll be? Uh, by next week, we should be quite a few guys going. There's the odd one that are have started 
seeding or planting already, but it or not plant seeding, but it's been or a little bit of field work that's been happening, but it's been very very farmers have had to have been very choosy. A lot of the farmers are sitting ready, waiting to go, but the the fields just aren't fit yet. So right. given given the higher temperatures we're going to have the next couple of days and the sunshine that's in the forecast, I would imagine that by next week, uh, quite a number of guys will be rolling. That was Brunel Sabrin with Antera Agronomy. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. The union representing workers at the Cargill Meatpacking Plant in High River, Alberta, are talking to lawyers about stopping the company's planned reopening on Monday. Gil McGowan, the president of the Alberta Federation of Labour, says the facility should not be reopened until the people that work there are satisfied it's safe to return to their jobs. You know, what's happening at Cargill, especially, but also what's happening at JBS and other meatpacking plants in the province is um, is an indictment uh, of the companies involved for dragging their feet in terms of um, not addressing the issue soon enough. He notes at least 821 employees at the Cargill plant have tested positive for COVID-19 and two workers have died, while the JBS facility at Brooks has had at least 300 COVID-positive cases. A soil health report card has been released by the Soil Conservation Council of Canada. Here's Executive Director Jim Tokarchuk. In terms of building organic matter, we've done very well in Western Canada. In terms of soil health in Western Canada, in general, I think that what we're seeing in both those areas is is people beginning to think about those things as part of their overall farm management strategies. The Soil Health Report Card was put together in collaboration with professors at the University of Manitoba. Some local food producers are seeing an increase in demand for their products. Phil Veldhaus is president of Direct Farm Manitoba. Producers that have, you know, stable products, whether that be the the last of the root vegetables, carrots and and potatoes, or uh, meat. In my case, I'm a honey producer. And those folks are seeing a significant uptick in demand, partly because people don't want to get into the grocery stores. In some cases, it's long-term customers just wanting to make sure that, that they can get it from us. So the St. Norbert Farmers Market, for instance, has been filling uh, well over 200 orders each of the last weekends uh, from online ordering. It was announced this week that the federal and provincial governments will be supporting a project which will allow local food producers and farmers markets to sell their products online. And organizers have cancelled the 66 Manitoba Threshermen's Reunion and Stampede. The event was scheduled to take place in July near Austin. The festival draws more than 11,000 people each year. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwestradio.com. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here on Monday starting at 12 noon.